I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. One of the many basic things that I don't do that most Americans do is go to Chipotle, which is why I'm shocked that I'm more upset than most Americans that Donald Trump could be ruining uh, our low-priced avocado situation we have now here in the United States. Well, people love Chipotle. I'm um, sure they do. I and, know they do. And they love they love their guacamole. Avocados used to be unreliably available and very expensive. Right. And the reason that you put guac in your face all the time is NAFTA. NAFTA is a North American free trade agreement. It's a multilateral trade agreement between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Yeah, it mostly says that trade should be free from tariffs between those three countries. Donald Trump says that NAFTA is a terrible deal for the United States, that Mexico's gotten a much better deal than the U.S. has, and that he will very much renegotiate it, and if he can't renegotiate it, he'll pull out of it. I would note, when Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau came to the United States, Trump received questions about, you know, well, you talk a lot about NAFTA, but really you mostly talk about Mexico. What do you think about Canada? And Trump said this signal that Canada's basically cool. We're going to tweak it a little bit with Canada. But his real beef is with Mexico, and he wants a lot more trade restrictions around Mexico. That's because he's racist. Trade has actually changed a lot of the things that happen in your daily life, what you eat, what you wear, the cars you drive, all sorts of things that have been seriously impacted by globalization, making things cheaper, more accessible. In the case of avocados, there was a law that was passed in 1914 that allows the federal government to prohibit imports of certain kinds of produce if they're afraid that pests are going to spread from the countries we would import from to American farms producing the same kind of produce. And so for decades, you were not allowed to import Mexican avocados into the United States out of fear of what it would do to the California avocado crop. Now, of course, the California avocado farmers would lobby against import and they would say, oh, it's because we're concerned about pests. But also, of course, they were concerned about having to compete against Mexican avocado manufacturers on price. Then when we agreed to NAFTA with Mexico, we were supposed to open up our trade to Mexican avocados so long as Mexico could demonstrate that they were not going to fill the U.S. with avocado pests if we started admitting their avocados. So only in 1997 could you start to import Mexican avocados. And even then, it was only allowed to import them to northeastern states and only during the winter months. Gradually, over the next decade, it was opened up, and only since 2007 has it been possible to import Mexican avocados into the whole country. So if you feel like all of a sudden avocados are now more part of your daily life than they ever were before, you are not imagining it. That is a real thing. U.S. avocado consumption per capita approximately doubled between 2000 and 2012. You really are eating about twice as much as you used to. Because that shit is delicious. That is why. And... Donald Trump is about to be the reason why we can't have nice, delicious things like that, because if he starts fights with countries like Mexico, we can't have our nice, delicious avocados. I think even Donald Trump would see that it would be a real political hazard to interfere with avocados. And I would note, it's not just a matter of making avocados expensive. If you brought back some of those trade barriers, because it's not just tariffs, it's not just taxes that affect prices that you can have with trade. You can prohibit things, as we used to do with avocados just 20 years ago. You couldn't import them at all. That would mean certain times a year you just wouldn't be able to get them in the supermarket, and your local Chipotle would say, sorry, we're out of guacamole. It's not extra. You can't have it at any price. And we don't know much about how Trump plans to renegotiate um, any of these treaties, except for his head of trade, this guy Peter Navarro, who is a known crank. He said that Trump wants to rip all these agreements up, the multilateral agreements, and renegotiate them one by one. And the way that he's going to do this is put an offer on the table, give a country 30 days to respond, and then if they don't respond the way Trump likes, we essentially start a trade war. You know, it sounds like how the Gambino crime family would do 
trade policy. And it's expensive, according to experts, and it's just not that smart. Um, but one of the, the aims that these guys have, at least that Navarro has articulated, is changing the global supply chain, closing us off to the rest of the world and making us I guess, more independent. But I don't know if Americans want to go through that kind of pain in order to achieve this, you know, independent, majestic, closed-door well, economy goal that these guys have. Well, I mean, there's two problems with that. One is there are certain things that we that we really literally can't do here, especially on agricultural products if you're trying to deliver them through the whole year. And then, and then the other problem on this is it's not just a consumer problem. It's also a producer problem because the U.S. has big export industries in addition to big import industries. So, you know, for example, we, we import about $21 billion a year in agricultural products from Mexico. But we also sell $18 billion a year in agricultural products to Mexico. Sure. So if we have an agricultural trade war with Mexico that's fucking with our avocado supply, you also have cattle farmers and dairy farmers and soybean farmers and corn farmers in the U.S. who sell their products into Mexico who could face retaliatory tariffs. And then you end up with lost jobs in places like Iowa. It's a big irony because Donald Trump rode this wave of resentment in large part about economic changes over the last 50 years that people in the Rust Belt see trade as having undermined their traditional economies. But Trump also did great in the Great Plains. Big winners from globalization. You're a big winner from globalization because you're selling Iowa agricultural products all over the world. And if Donald Trump screws with that, he's going to be screwing with the people who put him in office in the first place. Totally. And a great thing to watch here is actually the soybean. There's no derivative business around avocados, so you can't track avocado futures. But again, like if you want to watch how the United States is doing in trade, we export a shitload of soybeans. So it could be interesting to watch soybean futures as this plays out because um, if we start messing with other countries, countries that we sell a lot of soybeans to, like Mexico and China, um, that could possibly impact the market. One thing that I think would be a silver lining of a trade war is that I think, you know, people mostly think about trade as a totally abstract concept. And, you know, people hate the Trans-Pacific Partnership without really understanding what it is. And I, I honestly don't personally The right love, and the left, nobody yeah. understands trade. Yeah. Period. The end. Um, and this would make trade real for people. And once trade started fucking with your guacamole, people would understand that it has a concrete impact on their lives and they would know what they need to be grateful for that they took for granted. Yeah, I think it's uh, we would see an effect that like what we're seeing with Obamacare right now, which is that now that people knew they have this nice thing and they're like, hey, wait a second, this was this nice thing that I had. So now that they know that that could be taken away from them, they're flipping the fuck out. You will pry avocados from Americans cold, dead mouths. Oh my God, cold, dead Fat mouths. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 